and one way of thinking about what's at stake now is in terms of forms of dreaming, you can say. That, you know, one thing that, that what is called the real world, what is called reality, what counts as reality, is just is a form of uh, collective dreaming. How do we form relations that are the antithesis to relations that we experience as a result of this history that is fundamental, different, constructive, mutual respect for now or rest of I guess I'll just say the green time is. That's what happened in the past, what things come to be, that's what's happening now, and what is to happen in the future. This is a continuing, continuing uh, uh, politics of taking. So it really doesn't matter. Each generation of my people are responsible, they're responsible for your time that we're here to do what you can. And then you mentor and hand off to the next generation. It's their time, their future, and we're there to support. And they gave me an excellent argument to use the term Indian. They said, in this way, our name is at least a tribute to white man's stupidity, you know. I remember I the plot to it. Skins. Yeah, I said I remember the plot to it, but I had said, but I wanted to make sure I remembered it well enough to so like... Yeah, it's good like, to like uh, watch it later. Refresher, yeah. you know what I mean, and mm -hmm. uh, that way, you know, I could point, you know, I could see like where this, you know, review can lead to, you know what I mean, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of things going on in the background. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of layers to it. You know, a lot of layers beyond just the whole brother, older brother, and little brother plot. Yeah. Well, I like how they kind of uh, use like. Um, uh, like the material conditions of, you know, indigenous, uh, like, like, look, the Lakota people. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of, I, I, it's kind of a backdrop. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I, I like the film. Uh, it is, um, definitely like low budget, you know, and like you can see some of the kind of like some of the acting is not great. Uh, the lead, the main actors are, are, are pretty good though. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I like, like uh I'm gonna tell you the guy who uh played uh Rudy mm -hmm. every movie he's done he's an asshole <laughs> every every time like I asked a friend of mine um uh, my friend Lily um in Florida she's a uh, Lakota I asked her you know why is every movie everything he does he's like playing this very like asshole like character where you just want to knock the crap out of him yeah, he's definitely an asshole at this. Yeah, and you know, because um, he plays in a, in a show called Blackstone, which you can actually uh, find on uh, Amazon, Amazon okay. Prime, and on Watch, and he's playing a corrupted tribal chief. Oh, hmm. uh, and uh, and it's just crazy, you know what I mean? And then, like, Some of the on faces here, he makes are just insidious in, the, in this film. He just he just, he looks like like he could be a real actual tribal policeman. Yeah, no, I I yeah, I he was very believable as that. Like and uh, but you know he does a good job with what he does and then uh, Mogi. Uh, oh, I Mogi love him. Was, I love Mogi. Like Mogi, even though he's a drunk, you know you can see that you know he had good he has good intentions. 
he got he got a lot of good intentions in him. And uh, I think it's just I, that he was at the stage of alcoholism where it's just like, um, like he doesn't care anymore. I mean, he there yeah. are things that he like. He has convictions, you know, but mm-hmm. um, I I think he just lived sort of in a state of uh, hopelessness and, and helplessness, you know. Yeah. Oh, wait, it, it made me got- think a lot about my like my uh alcoholism was never that bad we yeah. don't want you we don't want you going into the crossing over to the spirit dreamland yet <laughs> yeah but that um, was the thing the thing about um the death in this like you really feel that um, oh i cried i cried was, the first time i watched I cri- it yeah the, the fact that he never the- got that uh shirt um from his brother which, by the way, actually, I would have, um, I would have absolutely helped my brother blow up uh, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> me too, man. Me too. That's, the, that's anyway, one of the but, coolest uh, uh, last wishes. Yes. Oh, for those for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about a movie called Skins. It's a indigenous yes. movie made in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. With a full indigenous cast, and it's a movie I recommend. You can find it on YouTube for streaming for free on, with uh, Ad Tubi. Yeah, Tubi it's also on, well. yeah, it on YouTube. It, it's a very good movie, and I couldn't recommend it enough. So, in case y'all wonder what we are talking about, you you recommended it heavily to me. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's I, a great I movie. It. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a movie that pulls the heartstrings, you know what I mean? It shows you mm-hmm. the reality of in, of you know indigenous, you know, reservation life, you know, especially with mm-hmm. alcoholism. Yeah, they did kind of go out of their way to um to portray like as many hardships that uh um people on the res face uh as possible. And um they even they, there's a few like non sequiturs. Uh, like the domestic violence scene that didn't really connect to anything in the story, but they kind of well, like, it, I think the whole point showing the domestic violence is to show the, the power of alcohol on the mind yeah. of native, native people. Like when they drink, yeah. they turn into demons. Like we turn into demons. That's why like I'm very careful with my alcohol because I know mm-hmm. what happens to my to me to my family when they get drunk. They turn into demons or monsters and they start beating the shit out of people because my grandpa he was a bad alcoholic and my dad you know I me mean, from stories according to my grandparents my dad was a horrible drunk you know what i mean so like if it runs on both ends of my family then i'm gonna t- you know i'm taking heed to that to where like i know like not to get drunk not to get super drunk you know if i drink i'm not gonna sit here and get super drunk and shit face and black eye. Next thing you know, I wake up and I find out, oh, I, I jumped my brother, or I woke up with a bloody nose, or me and you got into a fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, because yeah. Uh, you know, alcohol, you know, is a is a weapon. Alcohol is a big sponsor of this podcast. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a big this podcast. Because um, if you go back to history, you know what I mean? Especially like, you know, I don't know if you ever seen Bury My Heart and Wounded Knee or read the book Bury My Heart and Wounded Knee. But um, one of the things... You said it was some movie about Wounded Knee. 
Yeah, one of the things that comes in like the rations that uh, the American government used to give, they used to give Native people a bottle mm. of whiskey. Yeah, so it's almost like they were trying to. Yeah, the um, way like liquor like kind of functions in in the economy is kind of like uh, like you could see that it's like targeted. Uh, oh, at, it is. Um, indigenous communities. Oh, yeah, and, um, you know, and it's sad. It's sad, you know, and I, that's why they drink because they're in that, that state of hopelessness that capitalism mm-hmm. has put them in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, when you live in a town where there's nothing to do but drink mm-hmm. and die and there's very little jobs, you know what I mean? Like when they mentioned 74% unemployment rate, like that's real. Mm-hmm. That is real. That's a real thing. You know what I mean? Like, I lived in Torreon for a few months. You know, before me and Snow and um, first siblings, we all moved up here into this little one bed one bedroom apartment. And I gotta tell you, there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there in Torreon. And uh, and you get your car breaks down out of your shit out of luck. You know because mm-hmm. you're out because you can't get to work. You know what I mean? And, you can have your yeah. relatives over there trying to figure out how to fix your damn car. But it's sad. It's just sad. And, you know, I remember Snow telling me about people, me and her age, me and your age, dying of alcohol cirrhosis, liver cirrhosis, you know, and it's heartbreaking, you know. And that's, you know, what this story is kind of like raising awareness of is the fact that People on the, on the reservation who are extreme chronic alcoholics don't live, don't live very long. And this is what yeah. alcohol can do to you. You know what I mean? Like alcohol can turn you into the damn devil. Alcohol is a weapon of oppression to indigenous people, more so right. than a uh, drink of joy where, you know, you just, you drink, have a good time. No, you, you drink. Then you overdrain. Next thing you know, you are the damn devil. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's what I got from this story. Like, I, when Rudy burnt down the damn alcohol store, I knew why he did it. Because mm-hmm. he was up there. He, why he sat there and watched the news, and he yeah. saw his brother, saw the woman talking about alcohol, and then Mogi pops up there talking about, I want, um, I want the great white father to send me a... Um, Oh yeah, that was that was funny. That was really funny. I I that was funny, and I feel like when Rudy saw that, he's like, "Look at my brother. My brother's drunk. He's making an idiot of himself." And I got to do something because you know what I mean. And I think he was just tired of seeing his brother waste away. Yeah, you know, because that spider. You know, as I feel like that spider was guiding him, Iktomi, the trickster. Yeah. So it's like, well, he got into that mode. Like, he'd watch it. He'd be normal with him. And then next thing you know, Iktomi, the, the trickster spider, kind of took over his mind. Mm-hmm. And he becomes, like, the punisher. He's like, he's like, let me destroy colonialism in every way I can. Oh, oh, look. There's that liquor store down the road. Let me light that shit on fire. And you know he oh he goes lighted on fire. Then next thing you know, he's driving out the road and, and normal and, and you know and it was like oh the liquor store is on fire and 
like nothing happened. He's just sitting there smiling in the car. Yeah. So that, that, that was so good. And, but the sad part is I felt so sorry that Mogi was like on the roof, burnt on fire. Like that's when he snapped out. I was like, oh my God, my brother's burning up. Why the, oh my God, what have I done? You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, well, that's kind of the great irony of it is that he did it supposedly to save his brother and, and people like his brother from, uh, you know, from the grips of, of alcoholism. And uh, he, I mean, that's who he ended up hurting. I think that's the, the big lesson of, of the film, right, for, for his character, you know? Yeah. You know, you know, and uh, and it was, it broke my heart because he was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then he said, I didn't know you hated me that much, you know? And I and you know I felt that moment because to me if I was if I if I was in an alcohol yeah. store, if I broke into an alcohol store trying to steal booze and my brother set might set the place on fire without checking the inside of the store, uh-huh. right? And I'm on the roof on fire. I would be thinking my brother hated me too. Rudy is um is is a dick. Like he's in, he's in the wrong and he um. Uh, yeah, even in his apology, he comes off as like very condescending. You know, he's just like, "Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to do it." You know. Yeah, and I think you know he's dealing with his own internal issues. His character. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. I feel like he's a very conflicted individual. Right. He doesn't like what he sees. And he hates that it's affecting his brother. And as a result, you know what I mean? When his brother's in that drunken state and being, you know, being, you know, a little, you know, being crazy, you know what I mean? Because he, he's just like, he's acting like a little kid, you know? That's basically what, how to describe Mogi when he's drunk or buzzed or whatever, right? Which is and kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Um, he's, you know, like a little kid and, you know, his brother's over here being all serious and shit. He gets pissed, you know, instead of being like, you know, of not instead of not taking it so serious and just relaxing. But yeah, like, oh, and then he, he uses, and then he kind of uses like his brother's uh, alcohol problem to get sympathy points, you know. Yeah, and you know, and to me, that's that's not the way to be as a brother, you know. Like, no, I don't. I don't think he is. A, I don't think he is a supportive brother. Yeah, he's not a good brother, you know what I mean? I think he comes to realize that as the story progresses, that, you know, I should have been more, I should have, instead of being an asshole, I should have took the time to get to know my brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? And spent time with my brother and did what I could. and did Did another way, figured out another way to help my brother get cleaned up from alcohol, you know what I mean? Because I think that's really what his main conflict was. He hated drunk his drunken ver the drunken version of his brother. But he loved, you know, because you know, when he was sober, he was happy to see his brother. Yeah. You know, somewhat. You know what I mean? Like, cause when he was in the hospital, you know, uh, you know, Mogi was somewhat sober. You know, in good, um, in good spirits, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Cool, you know what I mean? But and also they do touch a little bit on missing and murdered indigenous women. 
or missing the murder that distance too. people in general. Yeah. When mm-hmm. the when those boys were drinking and all that, and they got drunk and they were about to fight each other, he broke them up. And then mm-hmm. later on, they he goes after them and bust, bust their kneecaps. And then next thing you know, they confess to the murder. Mm-hmm. Like I wish they could have fleshed that 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 story out. I think that was the first thing he did as a vigilante was beat was bust their kneecaps. Yeah. You know, like just I think it was just to kind of set the tone that hey, you know, Rudy is living a double life here. You know, he's right. an asshole cop, asshole cop and asshole brother, and then then asshole and, vigilante. And night and night he's the indigenous punisher. <laughs> That's the best yeah. way to describe the indigenous punisher. Yeah, that is kind of what he's doing. Because you know they could have made they could have made a spinoff for that for that with him being the indigenous Punisher, <laughs> the indigenous Punisher. I, yeah, I, I feel pay like money I, for that. I don't think I don't think uh, people would really get because um, ultimately the film comes down on his actions as uh, as wrong and the cause of suffering and and tribulations, you know. Yeah, like, like out of like you know, at first he's getting away with it, and then you know he call you know he calls his brother pain. You know what I mean? I think like you know the many you know that's like like a sign from you know the creator or the ancestor that hey you're taking this too a little too far. You know? Yeah. You know that's you know what I mean. Even though he had good intentions, you know it backfired. Yeah. The right, the shocking part is he never went to jail to end for any of this. Well, yeah, like, you know. He got away with arson and all. He got away with arson, you know what I mean? And uh, That is true. Yeah. Like, to me, I could see him not, see him getting yeah, away with get away shattering with the boy's knees because, you know, he's masked, it's dark, the boy's are out in the woods or in the field. Well, yeah, obviously way. he didn't. Yeah, no, he, he took precautions to not get caught. Um, Whereas with, you know... And he's like a respected, you know, tribal cop. So he, yeah, you know, people you know, wouldn't... Maybe, maybe, he got, maybe he got... What I thought was like, interesting... Maybe. What I thought was interesting when he burnt down the um, liquor stores, they then suspected, like, Mogi because he was there. But, like, he would never do that. Yeah, I'm just you saying, know? it wouldn't for, like... For someone who is an alcoholic to burn down the one place he that loves to go, yeah. And uh, because when I said when I saw that, when I remember when I heard that part when I first watched, I was like, I was like, as a movie, you know, as a person who already knows who did it, you know, I'm like, oh, don't put Mogi in jail after he got his ass burnt. Yeah, like I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to put him in jail, you know, because nah, to me, and, I'm like, yeah. Like to me, that like, but then again, if they did put him in jail, he'd probably be like, I wasn't even there with gasoline. I was there to steal alcohol, which would have still put him in jail. You know, he'd be in there for like a few months, maybe, depending on what and what he was trying to steal or what. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but you know, he could have been like, well, the elect- I, I, you know, I would have done. I would have said, oh, it was the electrical electrical lines they. Just got all fucked up, and you know, next thing you know, the store was on fire. <laughs> you know? mm. And uh, 
and um, you know, and and I think I I got I wonder was this movie set in the eighties or was it set you know current times? Uh, I was just assuming it was set like around the time, or no, it was nineties because Clinton was was president. Okay. Yeah, but um, and then uh, the whole affair he had going on with that woman. Cause that was yeah. cause when that when he was beating on the when when he came to that house, and the man was beating on his woman, saying that she was fooling around. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a message to him to like, hey, you need to stop fooling around with that girl that you've been fooling around that you were fooling around with after that football game. Mm. Which, you know, you can she can end up getting beat the football up. Like game was a, I thought the football game was a um a flashback. No, what you thought it was a flashback? Yeah, because wasn't um like Mogi and and uh and Rudy uh were younger, right? No, that, that, that's the no, not not that football. And that was because the football game. Was oh, the, the other football. Okay, I'm sorry, I forgot that there was another foot. Yeah, you're right. The first, yeah, that football. The first football game. It was no, it was after that that picnic. Um, they had a flashback when they were kids. And, yeah. uh, and you know their father was a dick, was an absolute mm-hmm. dick, and he, he you know was cheering for his son. That's you no, know, he just started, you know, beating on her. Yeah. And uh, and I'm like, you know, I, but I saw that. I'm just saying, like, I feel like if this was in the south, was in North, was in like north carolina or something like that or maybe like in a like a more bigger indigenous community i feel like he would have got beat up by all the men <laughs> yeah you know all the, all the men would have got together and beat the shit out of him pushed for you know treating his woman like that you know because mm-hmm. i you know what i mean he kind of he kind of like an indigenous steven seagal <laughs> that's what they're, yeah they're dead. actually yeah that's i can totally like. see that that's what his dad looked like, and and now you now that I think about it, that's what Mo, that's what Rudy looks like. Rudy, I say he could, he could be like a Steven Seagal, an indigenous Steven Seagal rip, rip off. <laughs> I think Steven Seagal uh, is one of those white guys who like says that he's like, you know, partly indigenous, but uh, I mean I don't know if it's true. He's, I don't know what he is. I thought he was his, I thought he was like, you know, of his, of like Hispanic descent or something. I don't know what he is. I just know Steven Seagal is basically the under, the uh, underappreciated, underrated asshole in real life, uh, Chuck Norris ripoff. Chuck Norris, huh? Chuck Norris is kind of lame too, but he is a, uh, a, a, a skilled, you know, fighter. I, I thought Chuck Norris was Chuck, is Chuck Norris nice in real life, or is he an asshole in real life? I've heard he's a dick. Okay, I thought he was nice in real life. I know Steven Seagal is hateful in real life. Well, Steven Seagal is weird. Like he has that whole thing where, like, uh, uh, he has he's like friends with like uh, you know Russian and and Belarusian leaders. Uh, and um, you know he had that stint where he was like a the sort of a cop in Louisiana, um, 
Yeah, I know. I forget all what he's done, but he's uh, he's kind of a um, a poser. Like if you look at like some of the um, martial arts stuff that he's done, um, <clears throat> that is uh, like it's it's kind of clearly fit. Like he does. It, I forget what it's called, but there's like a, there's a martial art that he like specializes in, which is just like flipping people. But like if you look at some of the um, uh, some of the tapes with him like demonstrating that it is uh, it's it's like people are like clearly kind of performing being flipped, you know. So basically, so basically he's a faker. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I I can't I, I know just, for sure, but I just know like his movies in general were only were big in the '90s, and then when the 2000s came, he just disappeared. Yeah. The map. Like, you know, I never watched any of his movies. I know my grandma had like one tape of him when I was growing up. I think, I think hard he to kept making, I think he, like, because I feel like he's been in a lot of, of movies that I haven't seen, though. I don't ever see them play his movies on TV or anything. But anywho, uh, Rudy's character does like he could be Steven Seagal, like, like yeah. a very a more indigenous version of Steven Seagal. You know what's funny in real life? The guy who played him is really nice. Yeah. He just happens huh. to play a lot of asshole characters. Cause I did like some research in the hill. And you know, my friend Lily was telling me, you know, she was like, Yeah, he's at he plays a lot of asshole characters, but in real life he's really nice. He's the opposite of that. And um he's very involved in his community. You know, outreach yeah. and all this and that for indigenous youth and mm-hmm. cultural preservation. And he also, you know, understands, uh, you know, the whole, like, um, indigenous struggle with, you know, the social services in Canada taking people, taking children away. Yeah. Putting them in white homes and all this and that. He understands that struggle. And that's why, like, he's kind of, he tries his best to adopt like indigenous kids so he can raise them in their culture. That's good. Yeah, so he's really nice. Um and uh oh yeah, and another thing that's uh I like the sweat lodge thing, you know, like after he like burnt Rudy up, you know, he came over to sweat lodge, he had a sweat mm-hmm. lodge ceremony. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought that was a very powerful turning point for his character because I think he changed after he went into the sweat. Yeah. And, um, but he, because, you know, he came, I think he, he came out a different person after he went to sweat. Yeah, and, it's uh, supposed to be a, a transformative uh, experience. Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to always do. I wanted to do a yeah, sweat lodge. I like. I like how the screen turns black and you just hear them and it's like you're in there with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't, you know, you don't know what's going on, but it's like you're in there with them. And that's something I always want. That's, that's something, you know, I always wanted to experience because, you know, even, you know, a lot of people, you know, I hear people all the time talk about ceremony and just in that, you know what I mean? And most people talk about like ceremony are like from the west coast or up north more or the yeah. midwest right. where you know in the south you know there's not a lot of ceremony going on you know what i mean 
And, you know, I feel like sometimes there's some like in like some who more indigenous, like, oh, well, you didn't participate in ceremony. How can you call yourself indigenous? All you do is powwow, you know what I mean? Or like I feel like there's there's some of that going on somewhere. And um right. and you know, because to me, I like if my people were more traditional, I would I would happily participate in ceremony. I would love to participate in ceremony just because, you know. It's a very healing spiritual thing, you know, and it's sacred to my people, mm-hmm. you know. And I, you know, when I hear people, I remember I saw this meme one time talking about how sweat lodges transform people. They were yeah. talking about, oh, your sweat lodges turn people from abusers to protectors, from drunks to this, 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 you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. and you know, that's why I always wanted to do it because, you know, if I didn't, who know, you know, I could come out of the sweat lodge, you know what I mean, and be even more, uh, I guess, radical or more powerful than, you know, I was before, you know, because to me, I feel like I'm on that road to becoming more radical, you know, with my, my you know, with the indigenous resistance and indigenous anarchism. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I see, I, you know, I'm starting to see, you know, everything a little clearer, you know, how capitalism impacts the world and how yeah. progress really is in progress, it's destruction. And I don't like what I see, you know what I mean? If, like progress, like this isn't progress when you exploit and destroy people, rape the land of life yeah. and all this and that, you know what I mean? It's a death but that's drive. not progress, that's destruction, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to think also more about, you know, when we're, you know, when me and you are gone, you know what I mean? I you know what do we leave behind for our children or our nieces and nephews or their grand, their children, you know what I mean? And that's I'm why I understand why. Huh? <laughs> I'm probably just not going to have children. Well, you got nieces and nephews, so world. they basically end up becoming your children anyway. Yeah, that's you know, true. I mean, yeah, we got to deal with the the kids that people do have. Yeah, because you know, in indigenous culture, you know, if they are, if your bro, your brother, and your auntie, your brother and his wife don't work out or whatever, or your brother dies in a car accident, something or something like that, and she, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doesn't uh, remarry anything, you had, you know. Yeah, I mean, also the community. You fill, you fill in the uh, like children in a the way, fatherly you know? role. You fill in the fatherly role. You know what I mean? I mean, or, I'd be one of the adults in that in that kid's life. Yeah, I'd be like so a, like a sacred uncle. Because I know over here, you know, it's not surprising to see people call their uncle's dad by accident. Yeah, but you know, well, not accident, but just literally because they're closer to them. Right. Yeah, no, we were talking about that last time about um uh you know, like like grandparents who are really just uh like uncles of uh uncles and aunts, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean the same applies with uh with you know your role to your nieces and nephews, if you have any, you know, you basically are like the yeah. second or second father, you know. In some ways, but 
I'm just saying, I think about like what we leave behind and, you know, we have to take care of the land, you know, we had to take care of it. And if we don't take care of it, you know what I mean? Then we, I think we failed in our life's purpose and doing our part of taking care of it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think that's yeah. one of the purposes of mankind is to help take care of the land and protect it. Yeah. I mean, if there is a purpose, then that, you know, harmony with nature is, um, I think a big part of it. Yeah. And, if, there's uh, no, if, if, no, if you have no other purpose, but to take care of the land and you're doing fine. <laughs> yeah. You know I don't think I mean? there needs to be an objective purpose. You know, I think, um, I think that, uh, you know, doing what you can for the people around you and the time that you've got is, um, is, uh, is, is all that really needs to be, you know, like if you can, if you can secure, um, a life for yourself and, and, and others, you know, I mean, being just a part of, you know, this experience is, uh, is in itself should be rewarding, but you know, that's distorted and alienated by the systems of, um, power and, and domination that, sort of uh run society yeah i agree you know what i mean like you know like i remember i saw something like you don't have to have a grand purpose in life just as long as you're happy and doing the best the best that you can that's all that matters i think i saw that somewhere and, uh, and i thought that yeah. was the most beautiful thing ever because it helps me not beat myself up so bad because i used to beat myself up so bad where because i'm like why am I not here yet? Yeah, I you feel know? like I'm not uh, not doing enough, you know? That, yeah. That's a constant uh, strain of uh, guilt for me. But Yeah, and I think that's um, something, you know, our protagonists and um, skin struggle with, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I think they're, you know, I think the reason for, our, you know, their descent into alcoholism is the hopelessness, you know, they're like, you know, I want to do this and this, but I'm not there yet or something, you know what I mean? I feel like that's another reason why people descended to alcoholism because they want to do something, but they can't because they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to, like, reach it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of... Uh, um giving up and that's uh that's easy to do in uh circumstances like that it kind of just makes sense like i mean i i get that like i have um like in some ways the relationship between um rudy and mogi kind of reminded me a little bit of like me with my uh brothers um yeah, although I've never been as bad of an alcoholic, you know, but like someone who's struggling like through like mental illness and, uh, you know, substance abuse, it does kind of feel sometimes like I'm just somebody that people have to deal with, you know, I think that, you know, it, it's just hard to watch people uh, struggle through that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's probably why, like, you kind of felt moved by the movie. You felt something watching it. Yeah. You, you felt like you yeah, and in a way, actually. 
Yeah, in a way, it was actually kind of um, the minimalism and the uh, like low budget nature of it that um, like sort of put me uh, in um, like it like everything was very direct. You know what I'm saying? Like it was very um, it was very blunt about what was happening, and uh, I think that spoke to me in a way. And I, I think I think in general, I think that uh, probably speaks to um, uh, its audience. It puts uh, what I felt was that it put faces to the statistics, you know, like the the demographics of like what happened, like you know, people hear about like domestic violence and uh, and uh, and alcoholism and things like that plaguing uh, you know native communities, but this um. This shows like real people and 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 family dynamics, and uh, it, it puts like it, real people out there, you know. Um, yeah. And kind of like for so it it contextualizes the uh, you know the political issues that is kind of the backdrop of of this. Oh yeah, and I love that. Um, it's kind of like a reality show. It's kind of like eye opening. Like, okay, we're gonna show you really what's really going on on res on reservation life. Like, this is reservation life. You know, you know. There's no, you know, Sarah. There's no. There's no paradise here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's like a it's like a it's like a eye opener. It's like okay, here, you white folks believe the reservation's all fun and great and a paradise. No, it's not. Here you go. Here's a look into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here's a look at what reservation life is really like. You know, it's heartbreaking. It's sad. It's depressing. You know what I mean? And the native people didn't put themselves in it. The government, the uh, the lords of colonialism, put them in this predicament. Yeah, yeah. That no, um, it's it's not the natural condition that uh, existed like pre-Columbian. It's um, yeah, because there's so much ignorance, you know, about reservation life. A lot of people yeah. think, oh, reservation life is some some like paradise resort where you can go and escape and get and come back spiritually uh, awakened. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also um, like all native people have nice housing. No, they do not. You know what I mean? Cause you know, when, they, when we were at Mogi's house, did you see how terrible that house was the inside of it? Yeah. No, the, um, the birthday scene was yeah. especially hard to watch. That's what that's what I'm saying, you know, like like that that house was terrible. And I've been inside a house like that. Mm-hmm. In Torreon, I've been in a house like that. You know, and it's sad. You know what I mean? It is. And you know, people think that native people have nice housing. Like you come to my community, yeah, that's the you know you, we got nice housing. Don't the sad part for about us ha- having nice housing, we had to give up our culture in order to be able to be to have that. 
Right, and assimilate into the economy. Yeah, like we had to assimilate, you know what I mean? The only thing we have left, you know, basically of our culture is fragments. You know, fragments of our language, fragments of our ceremony. And the ceremonies are in the books, or in the books that anthropologists put. So they're not even coming down from elders. We have to go dig these books up and try to, we have to follow what they wrote down about our, what our ceremonies look like. You know, more so than listening to what an elder tells us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, because most of the elders don't know a lot, don't know a lot, don't, are, are, you know, Christian, heavily Christian, and a lot of the ceremonial traditions that they had, their great-great-grandparents took to the grave with them out of fear, and they made them go to church, and la, 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 and, you know, and here we are, you know. And as a result of us assimilating so well, Guess what we got? We got to move up in, 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 the, in the society ladder chain and get nice houses, work normal jobs like everyone else. But, you know, our indigeneity being like kind of tucked away. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, people wouldn't know you're, in, you're indigenous until you, till they, till they ask you what you are. That's how, that's how it is, you know, where I come from. You know, I feel like, you know, when I go into town, if I, I didn't tell people who I was or what my identity was, they wouldn't know I was indigenous. And all because I'm not gold, copper, tone gold here. Uh, well, brown, I'm not copper. I'm not, I don't like this penny right here. And, uh, and that's all a result of assimilation, you know, and the Lakota and these other cultures that have poor conditions, they're in those conditions because of the fact that they, they continue to resist. They didn't let their spirit break, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, to the point where... Yeah, they're like, you know, to where, you know, they are fully assimilated. You know, there's still people that live and live on the reservations all over. Every reservation they have, they're divided, they're divided in half. You got the Christian, Christian, you know, Lakota or Navajo, whoever tribe on the reservation, you got that, you got the group of Christians and you got the group of traditionalists. I think that's, that's one thing that this movie shows this. Well, yeah, the the um, the state and um, and capital. I mean, it's violence that's that's imposed on people. So yeah, people are are punished for um, going against the grain. Yeah, right. The only way for you know the community to succeed is to you know don the mask of the colonizer and. Play the game of the colonizer. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Even if it does destroy your land in the process, just to help people get ahead, just to help people get equal to their European relatives, as they could say. You know, speaking of relatives, I love the scene where he poured that beer on top of the um, pork, the pig. Yeah, the pig on the on us on being rotisserie. Oh my relations! <laughs> I can see you doing that, Matt. You would do that. Yeah, well, I definitely don't respect cops, so I mean, you probably you if you were in that movie, you have a fight with Rudy. I definitely did. I definitely identify more with movie than than Rudy, but um, I like that. Yeah, I think that was the goal. Maybe there might have been a goal was you to sympathize with the alcoholic. The alcoholic yeah. brother, because you know, I I know Snow Snow's sister Tat, 
she's a bad alcoholic, but you know what I mean? She can turn into the damn devil. But she's sober, she's sweet, she's sweet. And, you know, and I have wonderful conversations with her. And, you know, I tell Snow all the time, I always worry about her passing because, you know, how, you know, the statistic of people dying from alcohol, you know, on the res, you know, how bad it is, you know? Right. You know, I always worry about it because she's like 30, in her 30s, you know? And... Mm -hmm. Late, late, you know, early thirties, you know, and I think about that all the time because, you know, she's, you know, she still drinks, you know, and uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know how often she drinks. I just know, she, you know, she drinks heavily periodically, like every few months or something like that, or she'll go on a drinking binge, and you know, it yeah, it gets harder. harder. It gets yeah, harder. It gets harder, you know. Your lifestyle. And, and, you know, I think about, you know, like, what if one day she drinks too much and she ends up like, you know, Mogi, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, and I like how they honored him when he passed, you know? Yeah, me too. Like, I thought that was beautiful, you know what I mean? Yeah. I liked his casket and how he had the little blanket and they had the Like a Virgin shirt on him. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I thought he was gonna put that shirt that he bought from the from the uh, convenience store on him. Yeah, me too. And uh, like, I thought he was gonna have that in the cast because that would have made more sense, you know. Because yeah. you know, Mogi, Mogi, you know, was proud indigenous, you know, was a proud indigenous, you know, warrior up until the end because he served in Vietnam and all that. <laughs> and I feel like that would have been more fitting, but I guess he was like, you know. Oh, you wanted something more funny, you know, to wear like like a virgin shirt, you know? Yeah. And then, well, yeah, he definitely uh, had a sense of humor. Oh yeah. And um, but yeah. Yeah, Matt, 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 we, we Matt, we could just call we're gonna call you Mogi for now. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna call you Mogi. Because you would actually blow up the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. You would request the white, the great white father to send you a big fat woman to fill in the cracks of the house or something. The cracks of the house. Yeah. What was it? I don't know to keep to keep warm. Get cold. The winds. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. I I have uh, a history of you know liking uh, and and uh, being with um, big women. I. I Never. Been. I don't know. <laughs> wait, 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 yeah, wait, wait, really? <laughs> yeah. I can't. I, yeah. I, I kind of imagine you were like a thick woman. Mm -hmm. You know, I always imagine yeah. you were a thick woman. Yeah. No, I used to be like, um, like 150 pounds, and I'd be with like, uh, girls that are like twice my size. <laughs> um, oh wow. But yeah, like I love the ending when he go when he when he takes that can of paint and throws it out and leaves that big giant scar on Mount, on George Washington's face. Yeah. And I want to ask, how did they get permission to do that? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Because I I know you get I know you, I know like that wouldn't that be considered an offense, a federal offense to do that? I think so. so like desecrate well well not well vandalize Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. You know, because to me that is a sacred place to the you know, the American American government, the government and 
all U.S. Patriots. Because someone did blow up Mount Rushmore, there would be the white militias after them, after you know people. Because mm-hmm. I know I go, I go to work. There's this one dude that he had. There's this one guy I work with. He got he got one arm because his arm got cut off. Um, name's Lefty, and you know he's a nice dude. I never asked him about his political views, to, you know, I mean or anything like that. One day I was like outside working, and I saw his car. I saw him inside and I looked at the back and he said, if you stomp on my flag, I'll stomp on, I'll kick your ass or I'll stomp your ass or whatever. And I'm like, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's someone I got to watch out for. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say every time I see like the American flag or the flag with the red yeah. and blue stripe through it. I'm like, yeah, you got to watch that one over there. Nazi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I yeah. feel like if they, if, those the people that support those like little movements watch scans, they would be pissed at, at at that part. They would yell at that part, start fussing. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't mind the red stripes so much. I mean that's firefighters, isn't it? Firefighters. Yeah, that's cool. firefighters. I'm like, where's the, where did that movement come from? Yeah, I don't know why firefighters uh end up kind of corralled into that whole like reactionary like blue lives matter type shit um yeah because to me i, mean, like, I don't think all firefighters are like that but like who um, kills firefighters you know. like who like firefighters die in a fire it's because they died in the line of duty what are you gonna do arrest uh, yeah. the fire arrest <laughs> the fire arrest the fire a natural phenomenon you can't arrest fire yeah, well, it's more about just sort of like recognizing them as like first responders, I think. Yeah, yeah. I me, mean, I'm just like the whole blue lives, red lives. Yeah, no, I mean, that shit is thing very stupid. Stupid. It's, it's reactionary, definitely. Yeah, because to me, I'm just like, if they died, they died in the line of duty. You know, that's basically. Uh, yeah, it's like you died. signed up for that. You, know? you signed up for that. You know there's a 50% chance you may not come home. Then and there's a green don't even, uh Cops don't even have, like, you know, like, like delivery drivers like me have uh, have uh, higher um, fatality risk. Than, uh, yeah, they need to be cops. like a door. They're going to be a DoorDash sign. You're going to have a flag with a DoorDash symbol in it. Then <laughs> oh. orange line. Yeah, because to me, y'all do have a higher. That's really, like I remember someone. I remember one of my my neighbors told me I should become a taxi driver. I told him they have a car, and they said they'll give you a car you can drive around. And I'm like, and I told my dad about my dad and my grandma and my mom was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that is risky. Well, I'm just saying, especially in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Albuquerque is one of the most dangerous cities in the world. Yeah, pick up some violent tweaker. Yeah, I'll be over there driving. Next thing you know, I pick up some homeless person with a knife and tell me to go take him to get some crack and shit. Like, no. <laughs> like, I already got threatened to get stabbed once. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to get a work, work and get killed at the same time again. You know, I'm not trying to get killed even more, you know? Because me, I can live. I, I've been without a car for six months, and I've been doing fine. As long as I can walk to work and walk back, I'm fine. Yeah, they got um decent public transit out there. 
Oh yeah, there's like a trip bus around here. I just don't really use it because I'm just like I'm not in. I'm not trying to keep up with a stupid bus schedule. Yeah. Because oftentimes the bus don't run at the time I go to work anyway, and I never see the bus. You know what I mean? And when I get off either, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, why wait for a bus? I can just walk home. I'm not sit here and wait 30 minutes for a bus. 30 minutes, I could have been home. Yeah. You know? Because, hmm. you know, 26-minute walk from here to Walmart where I work at. And, uh, hmm. but you know, you know what I mean? And, but yeah, yeah, y'all have more of a risk than anyone else, but, um, what was your favorite part in the movie, Matt? Um, I thought the um, dinner scene towards the end was um, was pretty good. You know, the way Mogi sort of emotionally, re- like, yeah, like when Mo- Mogi sort of emotionally reacts to, um, like, he's telling the story of the of wounded knee. Um, I thought that was a pretty powerful performance. Oh yeah, you know, and to you know to see his passion, mm-hmm. you know, see him, you know, how much, how much, like I think it showed his anti-colonial feelings, you know. But anyway, um, I know for me, I I liked the scene where he came and they had a deer trap and they trapped that drunk and they didn't hear him screaming. Yeah, yeah, that was also kind of I'm a, like, a vigilante type thing, which uh, I think the movie comes down hard on. Um, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, it was brutal and fucked up, but I'm just saying he was right when he said, if I was trapped in a deer, in a bear trap or whatever, I'd be screaming my ass off too. How could y'all not hear that? Yeah. And then Mogi hears about it and he's like, I think I want to kill that dude. Yeah. Fair enough. And then the native um, woman getting mad, the big fat native woman getting mad, <laughs> mad like, well, she should have not been out here. You know what I mean? This and that. I'm like, right. I'm like, first and foremost, if he got caught in it, and you didn't like, like to me, if you wanted to catch some, you would hear them screaming enough to go outside and be like, oh, there you are, and then call the cops and then save the dude. You know. And be like, yeah. hey, he's been the one been stealing, you know what I mean? But instead, you just let him out there to die. Uh, that just shows that, you know. Yeah, that's that, callous. Yeah, that's callous. But also, it just shows that your intention was to kill someone over something that, like, because to me, mm-hmm. like, if you, your stuff gets stolen, right? It's not worth killing someone over. No. You know what I mean? I, there's a, yeah. Well, that's a running theme of the movie is that it's, you know, people taking um, the law into their own hands. Um, and yeah, and I think it's uh, like the Punisher. Yeah. Like how things go too far over a little thing, you know what I mean? Like over something small, you know, and when he shot it and then, the, then like, the, I guess it was the girl's sister, right? She was like, what if it had been a kid? And she, then she said, shut the fuck up. You know I mean, I'm like, I'm like, she had a point. Well, yeah. You know, what if it was a kid? Yeah, I mean, it was just going against what uh, she was saying. So. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, what if it was? Yeah, I thought a lot home? of the. Um, sorry, a lot of the um, police encounters that people have with Rudy um, are um, kind of a good character profile for these people, and it's uh, it de- it develops the. Um, atmosphere of uh of the film a lot and uh like the film kind of acts as a sort of like fictionalized ethnography you know like it's like it's it's about the people you know it's 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 about i mean it is a personal story but it is about like the material conditions of uh of people you know yeah the material condition yeah, and it's about well, it's about. I mean, it uh, it illustrates what tears communities apart, you know. Yeah, and it demonstrates how colonialism and capitalism can, you know, destruction on the indigenous mind and way of life, you know, because before that, before the before you know colonialism artists came upon the land, there was none of that shit going on. Did you not have me a shirt? Oh. Oh, yeah. I, sh- I showed you it on Facebook, but I got to show you it in real life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's sick. So, um, yeah, Jamie got our um, uh, band logo um, uh, on a few shirts. Um, oh, yeah, I like the red and black one. Um, yeah, so that, is a real, that is a really one. sick logo. Yeah, like to me, like when I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit!" I felt professional, <laughs> you know. And I felt like that was a good sign for me to. Cause me and Ross were talking about it the other day. I felt like that was encouragement. Yeah. To get the band started again, so that's something mm-hmm. we work. That's something I'm working on for next year. I want you to pop up. Uh, I want you to do at least one song. Okay. Yeah, I'm done. You know, anyway, you know, that movie is just just a daggone picture of of like capitalism, horrific impact. You know what I mean? And you know, and I and also there's like some decolonization themes going on. You know, like because kind of because you know the whole ceremony and then like the ending, where it's kind of like yeah, okay, I understand my brother now. I remember when Shelly saw Shelly. Uh, I think Shelly was got saw us talking about skins. I was I had I sent the link because I didn't know which I don't know if Shelly knows what skins we were talking about because there's the skins. Oh yeah, show. there's also the British show. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't want her to think we're talking about the show because a lot of yeah. like teenagers were so into skins, that show when it came out. Yeah. So does the title refer to like I know they use it in the film at some point. I think it like. It just means like mortal people, right? I never looked that deep into it to really. I think that's how they use it, right? Because they're talking about distinguishing like skins from uh, spirits, right? Yeah. I guess that's probably what, what the uh, just the reason why they titled it that. So I'm kind of, um, I'm starting to think that um, I don't, I don't necessarily think we're great at. Um, reviewing or or relaying films uh or 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 tv shows 
maybe if we had more structure and and organization you know because i'm starting to actually like kind of take this seriously like i was saying like i yeah, have other other answer. podcasts that i that i'm talking about starting up um and kind of uh you know yeah we need yeah we just need to, like a central I, like network for for different pot like uh like making um like basically creating a podcast network which i'm going to invest more in like some better equipment and stuff like that okay. but okay. um All right. I, I i get what you're saying though just kind of like let's figure let's work on structure better structuring for our show yeah for our show you know what i mean and and all like take notes so that way we're not all over the place and nitpicking and yeah a lot of what we do a lot of what we end up doing is um we were just winging it you know <laughs> tangents and you know i kind of let you go out like like i end up not having that much to say and i kind of like or or not always it it it, it depends right i think and i'm trying to think of like what the actual like direction of this of this podcast is going to be basically i'm trying to i'm thinking like big picture like yes it's about indigenous issues yes it's about um but we haven't dream really touched on dreaming the dreaming aspect yet which is something we really yeah. need to di- diverge into and figure out how to connect everything yeah. together like a puzzle and uh but i get what you're saying you know what i mean that's understandable i know for me yeah yeah i just feel like sometimes uh you know like we get we we get ahead of ourselves like um because i like that i'm trying to commit to um the podcast ideas that i actually do uh, put forth to friends because it lately it it seemed like like they're they're more excited to do it than me but i'm trying to actually like you know commit to this yeah because uh i'm trying to think if we take it serious Yo, I haven't taken. I don't think I've taken it serious enough myself. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm not saying you need to like commit to something new or like. Well, no. Well, I'm fine with it because I enjoy the conversation. It gives me something. Yeah, I do too. I do too. But I just want to make sure that we have. I just want to make sure that there is a conversation. You know, I want to make sure that like like each episode, it's not it's not just kind of like listless. Well, hey, look, how many episodes in are we? <laughs> yeah, it's actually, if anything, I'm criticizing me more than you because I think that I end up. Uh, we're we're five. We're five. Uh, this would be six. Yeah, I'm just yeah. having. Uh, yeah, a basic I'm just conversation. Having a conversation because I think we. because yeah. I'm worried that we did uh, run out of uh, shit to say say about. Um, I think well, man, for uh, me kind of quickly. Yeah. Well, yeah, we could have ended it 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I feel kind of unsure about the future of, of this podcast. Like, I do want to keep doing it, you know, but. Um, yeah, well, if all else fails, because I know Andre is busy, getting busier. Yeah. Um, it'll just be me and you again. So I because I can still do That's it because I don't have nothing else going on, really. Yeah, but, I would just want to make sure that there is yeah, like I'm still down. I'm still down to, to do it. And I think all, we should maybe have more. I think we should have more conversations, just me and you, uh, it, like in preparation for the podcast instead of. And, yeah, and that's because, kind of my bad. Like I've been not 
talking to people, but I'm I'm making a commitment. I decided last night I want to make a commitment to um Yeah. And I need to start taking the Turtle Party page serious. I'm probably gonna start sharing like different indigenous podcasts up there, just just you know, along with ours. Mm-hmm. Because I think that would be good because I think indigenous perspectives are very important. And yeah. Oh, and I don't think a lot of people know these certain other podcasts, certain indigenous podcasts yeah. exist to give them those perspectives. Well, you can get, yeah, you can talk uh, to people out there, you know, uh, like you, um, you know, live in an area with a bunch of uh, indigenous people, right? Yeah, well, Albuquerque is Pueblo land. Yeah. And I go and I work um, with like, I think 70% of the people I work with are indigenous. Like I think our podcasts like sound good to us so far, um, but um, to the rest of the world, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, are people gonna want us to like, you know, just sort of drone on about? Um, well, like, I mean, I, 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 I think that a- we can, I think we can do better. Is what I'm saying. I think we need to work oh. on it, and I think we can do better. For sure, you know what I mean? And uh um, That's the main point I'm making. Yeah, well that's uh, that with anything. And I'm gonna always... be I'm gonna be more I wanna be more hands on and like I wanna actually like engage with this more. Because lately, you know, I've been very depressed and I haven't um Yeah been um I haven't been communicating as much and I haven't really like put this as like the forefront of uh you know uh what I wanna focus on in my life. But right now I think it actually is. Well, let's go. Let's go for it. Let's make this podcast better because I'm for. I want to make it better because to me, I like doing yeah. this. It's fun to me, and to me, you know, like yeah, I've, I'm trying. Let's I'm trying make not sure to that we have stuff to talk about. You know, that's yeah. the main thing I want to do. I don't want it Sorry, just one on. week to be like we got. Oh yeah, we got this topic, and then three weeks we don't do shit. <laughs> Okay, so since oh, uh, that actually brings me to another thing I wanted to um, mention, and this is like another, uh, this is actually something that I do want to be recording. Uh, uh, it's uh, you know, this is a good time for change and like pivoting. Um, and so maybe this could be the skins episode and the future of this podcast episode, right? Or like plans. The fate, the fate of you know? It's in the new year. Happy, happy new year, right? So like we're gonna look at this as like we're gonna start over. Yeah. Not start over, but um I'm trying to think of how to say this. I'm trying to think of how to put this, right? It's it's basically we're in the demo stages and we're about to do an album. So yeah, yeah, that's that's one way to look at it. Yeah, because it's like, okay, the first few episodes are decent. Uh, the net, What's coming is going to be 10 times better. Yeah, well, we we have to, pre- yeah, we're going to prepare more. Um, yeah, we're going to prepare more, have notes ready, and it's going to be a legit podcast to where, okay, everybody's interacting. It's not just me talking y'all's head off. It ain't just Matt, like, shaking and huh, yeah. Yeah, and then oh, oh yeah, da, 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 mm-hmm. you know, or Andre, da, 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 and then. Well, <laughs> I like. We well, I like this as a um, platform for uh, you know for for you guys to um, 
to sort of share to share your thoughts. Um, and yeah, you know, I like I like the idea. That's why I'm doing it for you know some other friends too. Is that I am actually uh, you know sort of trying to uh, fuck. I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> uh, so I need to work on on that not happening so much. Yeah. But um, yeah, expect more podcasts. Expect more more of that shit. Coming. Expect I just, better. Uh, yeah, because I'm using this as like my vehicle to actually like engage with people and concepts. Yeah, and, and but the thing about a podcast is that it has to be entertaining, and we have to actually present. Um, you know, we gotta. It's gotta be something worth listening to. And in the past, I have like really enjoyed um, making podcasts, and uh, just be glad I'm still enthusiastic to do it. I am, and I'm trying. I'm trying yeah. to use that as like the drive to you know bring this vision yeah, forward you know yeah because like i think you know it's important maybe we switch the podcast to this one to um monthly rather than semi-weekly i mean lately we have been doing it monthly um and well, uh, we'll do it. that, yeah, that we'll way do it. we could do it as like a book club thing right so together we could read um you know decolonizing dialectics so we could read uh i don't know if y'all want to read this with me um anarchist roots of geography um that's also sort of about you know decolonizing anarchism i want to read the uh expect resistance book yeah yeah like i mean we could, it could be like a theory discussion too like finish reading some books you know the average you know what i mean and uh, so that way, like every month, like a, a month's not wasted doing nothing because I feel like sometimes, like the whole month yeah. passes. I don't. And well, I'm gonna I be doing other podcasts too. Huh? I said I'm gonna be doing other podcasts as well. So yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, and plus that keeps you busy. So like, it's kind of like I think I see I see what you're doing. I think you're kind of like you're trying to build a community through podcasting. Yes. Build like a support exactly. system. Exactly right. Where like you make friends um, with your fans and yeah, we just got again. Them. We got to have like substance, you know. Like I enjoy yeah. the um, like when we're actually like talking, you know. Yeah. Like I enjoy the um, yeah, and the, the report, right. That's good. Um, we just need something. That we just need a focal point. It's got it's got to be both there. It's got to be the rapport and the um the substance you know okay sometimes i think okay so i like these ideas sometimes i think that we might have an idea for an episode that but it's not strong enough well it's not strong enough on its own it can be with other stuff right we could put you know so try and meld some of these episode ideas together okay we need to give, give those topics the 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 full um, uh, like respect and 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 care uh, yeah, that, that's that they why deserve. I said, you know. Yeah, that's why I said like those episodes. I don't want to be too about. reductive, but I don't think we're at risk of doing that because usually when we do podcasts, we don't act. I mean, lately at least, we haven't had like we've been kind of scraping the the barrel for just having enough to talk about you know 
Yeah, you know, and uh, and you know, maybe in the future, if you would like to, we could revisit some of the earlier topics because we've done research them better. Maybe. No I mean, we're still. I mean, these are still like hypotheticals that are like way down the line. Like, what we need to do more with our creative imagination is um, develop the ideas that we have. Right. And I, I have the same problem as you. Like, I think I'm an idea guy. I'm a big picture guy. You know, I think about a, uh, like, oh, it would be nice if we did this. It would be cool if we did this. Right. But it's then we putting don't it actually... together. Well, yeah, there has to actually be something there, you know. So I, I like the idea. So let's work with the uh, let's not get too too far ahead of ourselves. Right. Like, yes, it's good that we, we have ideas for podcasts and we're going to keep having ideas um for podcast and we can keep discussing those right as we as we move along and 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 finish episodes right but um it's important that we don't like just jump from one thing because i also have like you know a sort of add brain um that's just gonna like you know lose foot like after after the initial like you know i'm trying to i'm trying to get more into actually like creating the substance of of the thing, yeah, of the you idea want to flesh it out better. You want our episodes each to be fleshed out so much, so well that people want to watch the next episode. That people actually want to listen. Yes, absolutely. Like, it's kind of like, okay, oh, I love, I enjoyed it so much. I want to watch the next episode next week. I think you your story, I think your voices deserve to be heard. And I think your stories uh, deserve, I, I, I think that. You know, we owe them a kind. I we we owe our con. We we need to actually like. We owe it to our um. Uh, ideas to fully form them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and us. You know what I mean? And yeah, we could. Yeah, we could do that. You know? Yeah, you're right. You know, and and also, yeah, one step at a time. So, like, if I don't think we're ready to do a podcast, um, then I'll, then then we'll not do yeah, it. Yeah, we don't. You know what like, I mean, I want to make sure that the episodes are good. Yeah, and another thing, I want to be able to do it to where a person who does not know what the hell we were talking about can get into it. Yes. Yeah, we got I we got to translate this. To, a good goal to do. Yeah, to have it put it in, in complex, but also have it be easy enough to follow to where, hey, you know, uh, translating people, these ideas for a broader audience. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. if we could, and also we could figure out how to bring humans. Because I want to introduce these concepts, but I want, <laughs> I want it to also be um, intelligent, you know, like I don't want it to talk, I don't want it to condescend or talk down to people. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I just like I want. I wanted to meet like, people where they're at. Yeah, yeah, we could. Yeah, Intrigued. we could figure it out. That would be wonderful. Yeah, and uh, like we do that. And we should uh, work with the guest more on. Um, yeah, on that. Well, I don't want to like. I want to. I want to be able to like frame it so that like when I actually like ask questions or or bring up topics. It, it, it naturally like sort of like 
coaxes uh, thoughts out of the the, the person, yeah, the, well, the guest, right? And then we make yeah. a list of questions for our, our, our guests. So that way they talk more than we do. And we just listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we want to, we got to, we got to frame it in a way that leads to a thought provoking discussion. Yeah, because then it'll be a better episode. You know what I mean? Because to me, that's going to help us simplify it. You know, keep yeah, in touch. That's, that's what I want to do is take these complex ideas and, and simplify them. Yeah, dissect them. down. Dissect yeah. semiotics. Yeah, dissect it down to where uh, it's simple, it's it's intelligent, but it's simple enough that like someone who doesn't understand it can understand it. Basically. So our show basically cut chops it down. It's like it's like spark. It's like um, we're translating it. I know you've read the book, but we could do a bread book season. We could do the bread. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is already um, a lot of that. I mean, I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to avoid a topic just because I feel like a lot of people are on. But when when we talk about something that like is already out there and and, in the zeitgeist that people are talking about, I want to make sure that we have something new to contribute to it. You know, a new angle to look at it from. Have you ever read uh, Prison Memoirs of an Anarchist? I have not, but uh, I've heard of it. It's out there, and I should send it to you, because that would be interesting. It's an audio book of it. There's a lot of great anarchist literature that is is, uh, uh, like public domain. Um, yeah, I should just and, send that prison memoir to you. Like, I, we should listen to it, or maybe one day I should. We should read it one day. And be like, okay, let's talk about this prison book. But yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get there. For right now, one step at a time. Okay. And I think that. Well, would I think we can well. actually do it if we do, if we take this stuff like one step at a time. I think we can actually do this. Yeah, I think it's perfect. I think both you and me traditionally have been not very good. Like we've been. We've come up with a bunch of ideas, but we um, we just got to work on executing We don't follow it through, you know? We got to work on executing it better and organizing our thought. But I think we've, I think we've, we've uh, got yeah, we had a productive with, discussion. I think we've uh, figured out the direction of Alt-Georama, so I think we're good to go. And, uh, well, not, anyway, not entirely, right? The direction, uh, the podcast is... We haven't entirely figured it out. We should. We should. Well, we uh, we just figured that, out one angle we could take it. Uh, no, we discussed a bunch of uh, directions to take it, but uh, you know, well, this is still just a preparatory angle. discussion. Yeah. And the book um, club angle is, is perfect, though. Yeah, I like that. That's one uh, possible direction. We've opened it up we're leaving the podcast like open-ended as we go into the new year right yeah and it's gonna get better it's gonna get better you know what i mean it will i mean production wise it's gonna i i I plan on production wise it's gonna get better content wise it should get better and i hope that 
as we as this podcast evolves that we attract more people and we get more interest in people like wanting mm-hmm. to pop up like we want because yeah. we want indigenous guests we want black you know we want every we want all kinds of different perspectives so that way our thoughts can evolve your thoughts can evolve our spiritual thoughts can evolve and we can grow together you know yeah man like we're like corn here. We're like delicious corn in a corn patch. Oh, for a second I thought you meant the fan. <laughs> oh, you're not. Well, I'm just saying we're planting the. Well, I'm just saying the band is like corn as well. Planting seeds. Just we're like, just planting seeds, man. Yeah, we're just planting thought yeah. seeds in people's thoughts, so that way they can get liberated from their shackles. Mm-hmm. You know, but. I think I think we reached the end of this podcast, and I think I like the way. Oh yeah, I like- no, I mean I'm the, I I I got to piece uh piece this together from uh what we what we just discussed. Um, you just cut it. In but I uh, no, I got to do way more. I got I got to get in there like and. Uh, yeah, so it'll be um the episode that comes out of this is going to be um. The season finale. <laughs> yeah, you could describe it that way. That's a good way to put it, man. It's like the season finale. Yes. And it's like they get like, okay, you get the discussion of scans, and then you get to see yeah. uh, ideas of, of what's to come. Yeah. Yeah, the Algiorama meeting. Yeah. That's Unfortunately, Andre was fun. unavailable to appear. It would have been cool if Andre was here for this, yes. But yeah, uh, Andre, that's fine. We will we will yeah, talk to Andre, him. I know Andre has we'll, we'll got relay this idea in, in the chat. That man is a daggone kettling pot of ideas. Yeah, but no, anyway. he he has a lot he has a lot to say, and I that that's that's um uh I I like um I like talking to Andre. I'm trying to um keep my mind in a in a socially active space so that I can, you know, talk to him more regularly and, and, and talk, you know, like yeah. bring out, draw out um, ideas and, and just get, just keep the discussion going. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, do you need to hear? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're good. My phone's about to die. <laughs> All right. Nice talking to you, man. Let's talk to you later. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.